Dennis, uh, let's see. Come on in, Dennis. Uh, let, let's, let, let's talk. Dennis, come on in. You're hot. Hello, everybody. How are you, sir? Enjoying the show like uh, I always do. Thank you, Dennis. And, How uh, can I help you, my friend? Listen, I, uh, you know, it's an excellent topic. I don't have student debt. I actually uh, benefited from a Pell Grant. It was just a few thousand dollars uh, mm-hmm. at ACC. But I would wish you could touch on, A, how college got so expensive in the last 30, 40 years, and B, uh, was there like some kind of scammery involved, when I say scammery, uh, in the, you know, giving out of the, the student debts that had a lot of interest or were basically kind of unfair, you might I am say? S- if you would just touch on those subjects, uh, I'll continue. I'll hang up and continue to enjoy your show as always. Okay, you, Dennis. Right. You uh, before you go though, I want to. I want to thank you for calling in, and also I want to ask you to please remind everybody else. You know, we're this is just the second show that I'm doing since being back live on air. Please remind right, others right. that we are here and share the, our stuff that we have on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and everywhere else. So thank you so kindly for calling in, Dennis, and I'll answer all of those questions as soon as you get off. All right, folks, here, here's the deal. Dennis asked some very important questions about student loan. Uh, first, I want to touch on the first thing that he asked. The first one was, why are, why is student loan, are student loans so expensive? Then he, I mean, or is college so expensive? And secondly, the next question was, and is there some kind of a scamry occurring with these loans, interest rates, and et cetera? Remember, there are two kinds of student debt, private and, and uh, private debt. And the debt that's backed by the government. I'll explain all of that later, but let's go to the first one. The first one is why is college so expensive? Uh, this is a very, very dirty story, and it has two parts. You know, they, the, the way what what a lot of uh, corporations like to do right now is they would say all these darn universities they just want to build a whole lot of buildings and keep a whole lot of professors in these buildings making money that they shouldn't i mean i even have a good friend of mine a professor at a a college he agrees that uh, that universities have invested too much in all these beautiful buildings invested too much in 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 things like uh uh, professors that are doing very little, etc. So there is some waste in the college realm itself. Uh, there, there, there is waste there. They could make other decisions, but you know, all those kids that go to those nice buildings, that kind of creates an environment, a learning environment that they like as well. So I am, I, I am willing to live with that part of the waste. I am personally. Um, when I go to the University of Texas and I visit my old alma mater, my, my daughter's old alma mater, uh, it, it is great seeing that we have the kind of technologies that we have there that cost a whole lot of money. But here is a major, major thing that nobody talks about. Every red state legislature, and actually to some extent blue state legislature, they always look at education to cut. You take a look at what they do here in Texas for uh, high schools, elementary schools, or whatever. They, whenever there's a budget cut, the students get cut. The teachers get cut. That is what happens, right? We are always willing to, to go for the, the people that have the least voice in our body politic. So they will cut education. So what happened in Texas and other states? Your the amount the amount that students are responsible for paying the tuition rate that they are responsible for paying continuously go up faster than the speed of inflation because in addition to inflation, state government 
proportionally is giving these universities and colleges less. And why are they giving them less? Because the corporations that go ahead and say, we want a tax cut. We want to live in a tax cut state. They continuously tax, cut taxes. And you know where those, whenever you hear a tax cut, remember that that money is coming from somewhere, whether it be your roads. You know, you talk about bumpy roads. Oh my God. Well, do you don't want bumpy roads? Stop giving tax cuts to corporations who shouldn't really have it. Who are the ones that are riding the big trucks that destroy your freeways? They don't want to pay for it. But they don't mind driving the cement trucks, the oil trucks, the, and all these trucks are all over your freeways. They're the ones that do. The, you create a great asphalt freeway, a great concrete freeway. Your little car doesn't do any damage. That freeway could go on and on for decades without any work. But you go ahead and you put those big trucks that make those super great capitalists make money. That's what damages your road. And then they say, but they want us all to pay for it. So what happens with the schools again is that you have the legislature paying less to the school. The students are responsible for more. But it goes even deeper because it's not only that the students are now asked to pay more for the school, but everything. We talk about the dorms and all these different things that were priced at cost. We have these. I, I give you a quick story. I, I want to digress a bit. I had some dental issues. So I went, I, I, they tried to charge me $5,000 for one tooth for root canal. I went ahead and went to the UT Dental School. And the UT Dental School is going to do the entire thing, or they could do the entire thing for $700 or just about that, right? From $5,000 to $700. But you know, I like to have conversations with everybody. So I am talking to people in the building that work there because I had to park. And I said, hey, when I park to come and get service here, are you going to uh, stamp my thing so I don't have to pay for parking? Oh, no, sir. You have to pay for parking. And even the students have to pay for parking. Even the people who work here have to pay for parking. I'm not off the subject. This is still a part of the subject. Even they have to pay for parking. I said, okay. She said, I said, what do you pay for parking? She said, every year. Every, every, every month, we have to pay $90 for parking. And we're happy with that because the other school over there charges them $180 a year. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the school's parking lot? Yes, it's a school parking lot managed by a private company. Oh, so that's what's happening. The school decided to monetize its parking lot by bringing in a private company who makes a profit from charging its employees to park, something that should be free given the salaries that they make. So she says, we make so little and we have to pay for parking. If we don't want to pay for parking, we have to drive the train in. It's so inconvenient. So that is like going to a job and you can't find a place to park for your job without spilling another bunch. I mean, it, it is. It is the same thing that happens in cafeterias at universities where they bring in the private sector. Oh, they make, and, and the thing is, they all use it as a cost center to make money. It's constantly making money on those who can least afford it. And we smile and we take it. And they always talk about the efficiency of the private sector. It's the biggest lie and bull you have ever heard. So going back to the caller, Dennis, who called in. Dennis, what I'm trying to tell you is that's the first part of why college education constantly goes up. It goes up because as, we, as, as legislature asks folks to privatize things, 
as le- legislature gives less money per pupil to go to school, then the burden falls on the pupil. I went to school. It was 40. I came to school as a foreigner, $40 per semester hour. And then uh, when I became a Texas citizen, it dropped from $40 to $4 a semester hour. Don't ask. By the time my daughter was ready to go to the University of Texas, my same university, it costed her, cost her so much more than the $4 or the $40 a semester hour. That is, that is what I call the thuggery of, the, of, of whenever you have a private system go into, into, into the fold and take, extract money. Now, let's go further with the debt because this is the next question that you ask, that you asked, plural. Sorry for the grammar problem. Okay. This is the second part of the problem. When you are asked to take a loan out, you can get a government loan or a private loan. There was a time, my friend, where the government, in as much as it was lending the money and also not only lending the money, but also paying uh, you know, uh, paying the interest rates until the person finished college, they weren't managing that money that was backed by the government. They passed that on to a private bank. So before Obamacare, how does Obamacare have anything to do with it? You know, legislation have a lot of things mixed in. Before Obamacare, when your, your kid took out a, a, a loan backed by the government, it was still being managed by a private company. And that private company was paying, getting the interest payments and all of that kind of stuff from you, right? If you defaulted on that debt, the government was still responsible to make that bank whole. So Obama came in with Obamacare and said, wait a minute, why am I paying a bank fees for a loan that if the bank, uh, if, the, if the person defaults, the government still has to pay the bank for the loan? It was free money for the bank, zero risk. The only reason to have a profit is if you are taking a risk. So Obamacare went ahead and took government-driven student loans away from the banks and had the government run it themselves. And the banking industry went crazy and they put out lies about Obama is socializing the the, the debt system. Obama is socializing the banking system when all he was doing is unsocializing it because the bank system in the old way was socialized bank system. You had no risk. That is why it was expensive. So anyhow, the private sector, remember, if the private sector takes over transportation, if the private sector takes over schooling, why do you think it costs more money to go to a private school than a public school? All right, because somebody is making a hell of a lot of money on that. So on the loans now, you asked about, is there some kind of a gimmickry? Yes, there was. Here is the deal. Corporations say, please cut our taxes, cut our taxes. And in order to cut our taxes, the state legislature said, okay, students, you're going to have to pay more of your money to go to school. Well, they don't have that money, so they take out loans. Some of them won't qualify for government loans, so they have to go and take out a private loan. And they take out a private loan with a higher interest rate. So here you go. Here's the deal. The private corporations take, take taxes, uh, pay less taxes, which means they make more money. You pay to educate yourself by taking out loans to go to a college. 
that corporation then hires you. They get somebody that they that trained themselves to come and work for you. You didn't have to invest in training in them. So you got free money by having somebody else train the people you know. And then when it's time to pay back the debt, you that student has to pay interest. It's all on that student. They have to pay the corporations the loans, the interest on the loans. They paid for their own education to subsidize the corporations. And numero tres, the corporations get a big benefit from not paying for schooling. I mean, that's the best racket there is in the world. But when you hear it on TV, when you hear this on MSNBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, or whatever, it is never explained in this fashion. It is always explained as if those irresponsible Gen Zs, those irresponsible Gen Xs, those irresponsible folks. That is crazy. So we have to be careful of that. We have to be very careful of we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.